Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everybody, welcome to a quick shot of romance. On this episode, I am joined by Jenny and we are reviewing Ilsa Madden Mills, Princess and the Player. Welcome back to the podcast, Jenny. Thanks for having me, Leah. I totally forgot to say we're buzzing about romance. Uh-huh. It has been a hot minute since I've hosted one of these, so I'm a little bit, but yeah, it's practice. Do you want to go ahead and read the synopsis? From I Good can Reads? do that. A masquerade ball brings together an NFL player and a penniless princess in this smart and sexy romance from Wall Street Journal bestselling author Ilza Madden Mills. Level-headed friend Cheska Lane never thought she'd miss her own wedding. But when her fiance betrays her, she puts on her wedding dress and ditches the altar for a masquerade ball at a sex club. There she meets NFL star Tucker Avery, dressed as a prince and hiding behind a mask as he celebrates his birthday. For one night, Francesca and Tuck indulge in a wickedly incognito affair. No names, no strings, and the masks don't come off. Unfortunately, Francesca soon realizes her prince is the wealthy jock who lives in the penthouse of her apartment building. His hobbies include parties and supermodels, or so the tabloids say. Another shallow jerk is the last thing Francesca needs, so she vows to keep Tuck from recognizing her. Not that she's his type anyway. But fate has a teeny tiny trick up her sleeve, a plus sign on her pregnancy test. Can this tormented prince accept love or will he push his princess away forever? Princess and the Player is a complete standalone romance with nuanced characters and a swoony happy ever after. Okay, so the release date on this is November 8th, 2022. So it is fairly new. Um, The tropes are accidental pregnancy. It is a football romance, but the sports aspect is very sports light. Um, one night stand and close proximity. It is book two in the Strangers in Love series, and it is a series of standalones. And these are true standalones because the book one couple, unless you have read it, you wouldn't even know that like who they are. Like they are mentioned in passing. In the right. put out, I, this was the first one I read, and yeah, mm-hmm. I was completely fine. Like I figured out who they were, but yeah, fine. Yeah. Like 100% true standalone. And I like the fact that like she says it's a standalone and it is a standalone. Yes. And the put up percentage is 44%. Okay. So let's talk about the main characters. What did you love about these main characters? Tuck was a little hard to love at first. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of, he's celebrating his 30th birthday. 35th. 30th. Okay. Yes. I think. Sense. Yeah. It's over 30, mm-hmm. 30 or more. Um, so I was kind of like, when the book started, I was kind of unsure what type of character he was going to be. Um, and he's very closed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he does have some good character traits. Like he is, he's very giving, even if he doesn't want to give himself credit for it. Yeah. Um, especially to those that like are on his team or, in his community, um, he's self-sacrificing, even if he doesn't see it that way. Yeah, he is. Like, he definitely is dedicated to those he cares about. He's dedicated to people that don't, like, that don't deserve it. And he 
doesn't recognize that sometimes these people that he wants like to be a big part of his life because they are people that should be a big part of the life his life but he needs to let them go because they are toxic to him but one thing i liked about him too is he is so much more than this persona that he puts off in the world right like yes he he definitely has deeper like interests like football is not his life although he kind of tries to make it Mm -hmm. look that way yeah well and it's it's this perspective where he wants like he almost puts on this show of like being the life of the party and so people don't expect him to have deeper feelings or this traumatic past that he is hiding and they they have an expectation of him and he gives them that but he doesn't give them any more right right like no one knows what he's Mm -hmm. got going on background yeah exactly like he's very closed off he's very like one-dimensional with a lot of the people that he deals with on a regular basis so let's talk about Francesca so she is I actually really enjoyed her character because she is a type of person where what you see is what you get she has struggled but she is one of those people who her past is her past and she she recognizes that it was tough but she does not let it hinder her future right and like her past makes her so she is very like honest Mm -hmm. to a point like in your face about like hey if you take me off I'm going to let you know Mm -hmm. but there are definitely moments with her too that I feel like her past and her insecurities are a big part of who she is and I don't think that's a bad thing I think the fact that she protects herself because she has been so let down so many times over the years that she has this innate idea that everybody is going to let her down eventually like even her two best friends who I adored these best friends like they are ride or die like would do anything for her but there was a couple things that happened like with the story where she she feels really hurt and almost jaded in a sense that her best friend Cece is is making choices in her life. And she recognizes that Cece is doing these things for Cece and it's not to hurt her and not to cut her out. But at the same time, like, she's like, it's just another person leaving me. Right, right. She is, and she always kind of holds that back. Like every single relationship she has, she kind of holds this like piece of like, soon they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brogan and Cece have been in her life for a long time. And like they live, she lives with Brogan. So it's one of those situations where she's just waiting for the other shoe to drop, but they don't let the shoe drop in this Cece storyline. It's not the shoe dropping. It's Cece making changes to better her life because for right. me, every, like they grow, like mm-hmm. every growing growing up growing apart in like a physical sense maybe Mm -hmm. not emotional sense right well and I I like how she deals because when the book opens and she's in the sex club with Cece and Brogan like there's like her life is kind of imploding and so she she meets Tuck and like has they have their one night stand there and there's no names no nothing but then she goes to work 
and things just keep getting worse for her. <laughs> right. It's like one bad thing after the other, but she, she doesn't wallow in long. I mean, she wallows because she deserves some she wallowing. Does. She definitely because her fiance has cheated on her with somebody they work with. She has to see them at work and then she loses her job. Like that's not really a spoiler because it happens in the first like couple chapters. But so she, so life is just shit on her for like a month straight. And then she finds out she's pregnant. Right. That's what I was going to say. And then oh. <laughs> you're yeah. also responsible for another being. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like she had some really tough moments. But let's talk about what didn't work for the main characters. So talk his insecurities and his inability to move past his trauma bugged me a little bit. Like I get trauma. I've had trauma, but I have a hard time with people when they're unwilling to attempt to do the work to make it part of the new normal. Like I get that you, you never move past the trauma in the sense where it is always a part of you, but I feel like he was making it an excuse for not. Right. I agree. Like it, it seems from the storyline, like he doesn't deal with it until it, like there is no other option, but to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, like he gets forced into therapy. Like he doesn't yeah do that on his own um yeah he's I don't know kind of stuck like yeah exactly I feel like he's kind of stuck he's stuck in this like 10 because it had happened like his trauma happened 10 years prior on his birthday so his birthday is always a bad day for him but I feel like he he's just he's stuck like he is at a point where he either needs to retire from football and make room for these new kids coming in, but he doesn't want to do that. It's like football is his life. It's his identity. It's the only thing he has going for him. And I, I didn't like the fact that he refused to see that he has a future. Like he is not only a football player. Right. I, I completely agree. Like I felt like he thought that football was his life. If he doesn't have football, what does he have? Um, but he does have all these other skills and like interest and things he can do. Mm -hmm. Well, and like he is a silent partner in that bar, which I don't think they really talk about in this book, but they talk about it in the previous book. So that might be a little tidbit, but there's like, he invests in things and he, he isn't this one, one trick pony who is incapable of doing things, but it's like, he has no idea who he is if he doesn't have football. Because right. he has hidden himself in the game. All right. Well, and let's talk about Francesca. Yes. She drove me crazy. <laughs> okay. So I hated her reasoning for not telling him. Hated it. I can understand why, but I hated it. I, and I 100% agree. Like this was, I was seriously getting anxiety reading this book. Cause I was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like how long is she going to keep this a secret? Like, well, and my, my thing was like, the book is, it's not like it progresses slowly. Like it progresses fairly quickly. Like the timeline, it moves. Like, how did he not notice she was pregnant when they were having sex? 
Well, and he like even makes comments about things that would like be like, hey, that's an indication that maybe something else is going on here. Yeah, exactly. It's like your her boobs get bigger and like they're more sensitive. And it's like, hello. <laughs> like, wouldn't you question why? Like all of a sudden, like you these things are happening. <laughs> Which there, he, there are little things that he says that like it makes sense why she doesn't, but I just want to smack her and be like, stop being a dumbass. Right. Like, because I re really felt at like one point, like she was just going to come home with a baby and be like, hey, surprise. Oh, I know. I was waiting for her too. But also the fact that like literally every single person around them knew she was pregnant. But him. right. Right. Like, like you had to know that's not going to end well. No. I was just like, what is this? But aside from that, like, I didn't, there wasn't anything about her that didn't really bug me. Like, I just was annoyed that she was so close-minded when it came to that. And actually, like, and once you, like, get his reaction, like, you're like, oh, like, she knew it was going to be bad. But at the same time, you're like, why would you put yourself in that situation? Right. Like, in as she learns more about him, like, you can see how she does it to protect herself. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's not something you can hide forever. There's kind of a deadline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what was really dynamic in this book. So going into it, you think it's going to be a rom-com because not that Ilsa Madden-Nils like writes a rom-com. She always has some angst into it, but it was the way book one was, I thought this one was going to be a little bit lighter as well, but I mean, that one wasn't super light, but lighter, but I, I did not expect all the feels in this book. I would agree, especially like the first few chapters were like their, their initial meeting, mm -hmm. um, kind of like, you don't know their backstories yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get that lightness. And then you hear about what happened in Tox Past and you get like Francesca's past and you get little snippets of traumatic things that have happened in their lives. And then you meet Francesca's ex Levi. And it's like, there's all these little things that have created this really emotionally jarring situation and you're, you don't expect it. Right. Like, yeah, they both have very, very unique situations that kind of shape them into who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the feels, which we kind of already did. Like it's angsty, but it's light. There's a lot of inner emotional turmoil. There is some outer emotional turmoil, especially between the couple, between the couple, but it's not one of those books where there's angst for angst's sake. Like it makes sense. It works. Like it's not just added in to make the book have angst. Right. And the, like, there's, we've said like trauma for both of them, like in mm -hmm. their past, but you don't like see a lot of that on the page. Right. <clears throat> but, I, and I wasn't expecting some of the sweet moments between the two of them. Like there's some really like swoony moments in the way that Tuck takes care of her, like before he finds out. <laughs> right. Know? And there were things where I wasn't expecting, like he kind of stalks her a little bit, which I really enjoy because <laughs> I like a good stalker, but, like, especially when he finds out that she lives in his building, like he kind of like inserts himself into different situations, yeah. but then like <clears throat> he starts to have feelings. And so he kind of pulls back, but then he realizes like, I'm, I kind of just need to stalk her a little bit more <laughs> and you, 
you understand when he talks about some of the the engagements that he's had with people prior because of his status as a football player so you can understand his hang-ups but at the same time it's like you you totally violated her privacy (laughs) right and if somebody did that to him he'd be so upset if she looked him up on the internet because as one would like you can google somebody who is a professional like football player but he had a background check done on her and like not even like a little one like it was fairly extensive (laughs) and she's like that's not okay right and he tries to justify it and it's like I get that you had that like situation happen, but at the same time, like, can't you just leave things up to chance? Well, he has a really hard time dealing with fate, karma, any. It's true. He does. He like me, he needs that manufactured situation. Great. So is there a part of this book that resonates you, resonates with you the most or a part that you loved? Um, I think like just there's a part where there he actually like comes clean to her about like his past and the why he is the way mm-hmm. that he is, and like she doesn't give him what he was expecting. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was very like sweet and what both of them needed, like mm-hmm. somebody that's gonna stick by you. Yeah. I agree. And also like, it's a little spoilery, but so when he finds out about the baby and they have like the third act breakup, like it was kind of refreshing in a way because it made him question like his whole thought process on like why he is lives his life the way he does and why he makes the decisions that he does and why he keeps himself separate from everybody. Although I did think that she forgave him super easily and I wish she would have made him grovel a little bit longer, like a week or so. Right. Like I agree. Like the like grand gesture got like kind of dramatic and then it was just like, Oh, everything's okay. Yeah. It, it definitely felt forced in a way, but it, it worked, but it didn't work for me. Right. Yeah. I would have like, like you said, just like a, just a little bit more. Um, Cause like, I feel like once they're back together, then we're at the log and. Mm-hmm. ATA. Yeah, exactly. So, but I just want to say like, I love the best friends, CC and Brogan, like Jasper, who is a teammate and friend of talk. I could have done without that chick that Courtney. was. Yeah, yes. Courtney. Yes. But it, it was fine. I could have done without <laughs> her, but it wasn't like she was in the book so much that it was an annoying thing. I but like then, the, the neighbor. Yeah. Darden. Yes. He's like the old grandpa of the building. Yes. But he looks out for her in such a way that like, I think she needed that. Yes, I agree. Okay. So let's talk about some other titles that might be similar to this book or an author with a similar style. So I was looking through books and thinking, but I think that Catherine Nolan has a similar writing vibe, like angst that's worked in well without being too over the top. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Yeah. She's good at like, especially like that backstory, like turmoil, like Mm -hmm. growing through your path type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, she takes a broken character, but they're not so broken that they are incapable of 
being a functional person because there are the occasional authors where they take a broken character and they break them to a point where it's like that is their identity so it's like it's these people who have these broken backgrounds but they're not so broken that they are un like incapable of like having relationships at all and I think Jillian Quinn, like she writes a, she writes hockey romance, but she writes the hockey romance where it's sports light, but it's interwoven in a way that it makes sense. And then Tia Louise also has a similar vibe with the way that the angst is worked in. Yeah. And like the first, first author that came to my mind was Sarah Nay and her like douchebag, how to date a douchebag series. Cause mm -hmm. all of those guys like jerks yeah the kind of yeah and then like they find a heart or well it's like realize yeah like they all have this this douchebag persona who like that's what they show because they are athletes and they are the kings right but that's not really who they are but yeah that's a really good one too <laughs> oh excuse me okay so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance if you do send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com well thank you jenny for joining me and reviewing princess and the player thanks for having me and until next time happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.